Hi, I'm Ashton McCauley, and I know what you're thinking. Uh, you were promised a sweet Australian sultry voice that was going to be narrating this audio drama, and that's that's not what you're getting right now, and, and I promise. Uh, I'll, I'll be brief. I just wanted to take a second to introduce myself. So I'm the writer of this audio drama, soon to be a paperback novella. It's a prequel to my first novel, Whiteout, which is a tale of a drunken monster hunting it's great fun. This is a little bit darker than that, but it's a story that I'm very fond of, and I am so excited to see it come to life. I also wanted to take a second to thank James Croft, that's at Warcroft on Twitter, for narrating, putting together the sound design, and really bringing the world to life. We started on this journey around Thanksgiving 2018, so a year ago, and the progress has been incredible, and it's been a lot of work, and I know that we're all very excited to share it with you. Also, thank you to Sarah, that's at Sarah Ruth Voice on Twitter, for voicing Shirley and bringing that character to life as well. She did a fantastic job. One final thanks, and that's to Aberrant Literature, at Aberrant Lit on Twitter. That is my publisher. They are the ones who are, you know, well, really, it's Jason, the, the leader of Aberrant Lit, who is putting out the paperback. He is helping us get certified, so this could be an audiobook very soon. Big thanks to them. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. If you like it, I'm real MacAshen on Twitter. You can at me, or you know, if you find me in person, just tell me. It'll be like, hey, I listened to your uh, your damn audio drama, and I have some thoughts. I'm really excited to hear what all of you think. That's it. Enjoy a man of the mountain. A man of the mountain, written by Ashton McCauley, narrated by Lee James, performances by Lee James and Sarah Ruth Thomas, published by Aberrant Literature. Chapter one. Routine. The snow had just begun to fall when Jonas opened the tired wooden door of his cabin and stepped outside. The warmth at his back swallowed instantly by the chilled mountain air. A pair of massive fur-covered snowshoes jangled restlessly at his side. The sky had taken on an orange tint as the sun sank low in its arc. It was only half past three, and it was clear the days were still growing shorter. In the distance, dark clouds were building. Jonas knew that by nightfall, the snow could be several feet deep. While most would have been preparing for the oncoming storm, he felt completely at ease. The worse the weather, the less likely he would be to run into hikers on the upper trails. Tourists tended to turn back at the first sign of inclement weather. Over the years, Jonas had become adept at navigating the mountain through clear skies and whiteouts. He would need to be cautious, but the storm wouldn't be a problem. The cabin he called home for the last five years was positioned five miles off the nearest hiking trail. The terrain leading to it was largely considered impassable. Occasionally, there were some overzealous youths who fancied themselves explorers, but Jonas tried to think about them as little as possible. They never made it very far, and ended up paying the ultimate price for their foolishness. He took one last look at the warmth of his cabin windows, picked up his pack, and promised to have a good drink by the fire upon his return. The trees around his cabin shook as the wind blew through them with a hollow whine. Jonas popped in a pair of earbuds and put on a classic rock playlist. The foreboding noises of the forest were drowned out by a riff from Rush. It was a song about warring trees, and he chuckled as he began his walk. The way to the main trail was treacherous, 
running the gamut between steep ravines and technical rocky switchbacks. When Jonas had arrived, the path was nearly impassable. Over the years, he had slowly worked away at it, making each trip a little easier, at least for someone who knew his way. For others, one step could mean the difference between life and death. Spending every waking moment on the mountain made Jonas sure-footed. Walking through the forest filled him with a sense of pride. He considered how blessed the last five years had been. Back in the city, something as simple as ordering a cup of coffee was a struggle. The navigation of small talk was like strolling through a minefield. Often, by the time he had thought of something to say, minutes had passed and people were staring. As a result, he had made the decision to live reclusively, which, in a small town, wasn't exactly accepted. While Jonas might have been slightly abnormal in his distaste for conversation, he was otherwise ordinary. He possessed a slightly above-average IQ, moderate good looks, and was tall enough that no one questioned him for long. Overall, he had rolled lucky genetic dice, and he hated it. His appearance made others think he was approachable, and that just made things harder. Despite his retreat into the mountains, Jonas had still managed to keep himself clean-shaven, resisting the urge to grow his beard out to mythical proportions. Though he never saw anyone, self-grooming had become a ritual and there was comfort in repetition. On most days, his activities followed a set plan and he took great ease from the structure. No interruptions, no distractions, just life. By the time he reached the main hiking trails, the clear skies had turned slate grey and heavy white flakes were falling intermittently. He stopped, unshouldered his pack and took out his earbuds with a sigh. The storm would be good for deterring hikers, but it meant he wasn't going to be leaving any tracks either. Guess I'll just have to do with a few slashes and samples. Jonas's employers weren't particular about how he worked, so long as he got the job done. He unclipped the snowshoes and examined them for abnormalities. They had been specially designed to leave authentic footprints. Any variation might tip off an eager cryptozoologist to the fallacy. While they were covered in brown fur, the tread had been constructed from an artificial semi-soft plastic meant to resemble organic material. Jonas wasn't sure how closely anyone would check the tracks he left, but his employer's word was law. Satisfied that they were in working order, Jonas strapped the shoes on and pulled the rest of his suit from the bag. To the untrained eye, it might have just appeared to be a bundle of matted fur. To Jonas, it was his second life. With ease, he slipped into the suit, fastened it tight and pulled up the thick hood it had been reinforced to make his head appear about twice its normal size and was great for keeping out the chill. The finishing touch to the ensemble was a pair of gloves meant to look like large furry paws. Embedded in the tip of each finger was a long, razor-sharp claw. 
he slid his hands in and swiped experimentally at a tree to his left, leaving four long gouges in the bark. The claws tore through the wood like tissue paper, sending strips of wood flying. Satisfied, Jonas grinned. In the suit, he felt more like himself than he did anywhere else. He buried his pack in the snow beneath the tree he had marked and set off. Even with the empty slopes, Jonas kept his performance authentic. His casual walk became a thick lumber. Every breath was a primal grunt. Ordinarily, he would have stuck to the higher elevation trails, but the weather provided a unique opportunity. The closer he got to the beginner hiking areas, the more likely his samples were to be discovered. No one makes the History Channel without taking a few risks. Once he felt it was close enough, Jonas started the real work. For hours, he ran through the growing storm, snapping small trees like twigs, slashing at bark, and occasionally ripping out a chunk of fur to leave on a branch. The samples had been custom curated by his employer to be unidentifiable and able to withstand harsh conditions. The wind whipped, snow fell in heavy flakes, and Jonas listened gleefully as his howls echoed off the empty forest surrounding him. The evening was perfect. He felt a lightness in his heart that was rare, even on the best of days. Jonas turned his head towards the sky to stare into the abyss above and became lost in the snowfall. A blinding white light erupted from the trees, shattering his calm and freezing Jonas in place. Oh no. He felt the happiness melt out of him, leaving behind a cold lump in his chest. The light was unmistakably directed at him, and despite the thicket between him and the source, he knew he had been seen. Knowing already what the answer was, Jonas turned his head to look for the source. Not 10 feet away was a frost-covered hiker in a bright orange coat, visibly shivering. Shit, and today was going so well. Hello? Oh, thank goodness I found you. I got lost and can't seem to make my way back to the main trail. The hiker's voice quavered. How could I have missed him? The answer was obvious. You were careless, you stupid son of a bitch. Sir, I can see you there. Can you please help me? My cell is dead. Turn the light away, idiot. Jonas could only pretend for so long. Please help me. The tremor in his voice grew. Should have just walked away. Jonas took a deep breath and stepped out from behind the trees. The white light nearly blinded him and he lifted a massive fur-covered arm to shield his eyes. At a distance, the suit might have seemed intimidating, but in the cold close-up of a flashlight, there was no way the hiker would believe it. The hiker stared forward, silent, confused. Jonas let out what he intended to be a primal yowl, but it died in his throat along the way. Oh, that practice for nothing. He stamped the large snowshoes, kicking up miniature flurries, adding to the storm. It did the trick. The hiker turned and started to run. The light of the flashlight was suddenly gone leaving the forest in full dark once more. Jonas watched as the cone of light bounced away. 
Ah, maybe he'll run off a cliff or freeze to death. It was no use. He was out of options. The risk of the hiker making it back down the mountain was too great, and his employers had been very specific about loose ends. Jonas steeled himself and took chase. It had taken a while in the early years, but as time passed, he became quite adept at running in the snowshoes. In no time at all, he caught up to the man who was stumbling and tripping his way through the growing snowpack. I'm really sorry about this. Jonas raised his hand to strike. He took careful aim at the man's neck, but stumbled at the last moment and struck him in the torso. Jonas's claws found their way between the hiker's ribs and into his lungs. The hiker fell forward into the snow, pulling Jonas along with him. His claws punched further into the hiker as he landed on top of him, crunching through muscle and bone and out the front of his chest. Together, they briefly slid through the snow like a macabre toboggan, leaving a deep red swath in the pure white snow behind them. Jonas lay upon the hiker with his claws still buried deep, panting from the exertion. He had to fight back revulsion. It was his messiest kill to date and hadn't been quick by any stretch. Jonas stood, the front of his suit soaked with blood and his claws still wedged tight between the hiker's ribs. He yanked his arms back, lifting the hiker to his knees where the claws dislodged and slid free with a sickening squelch. The hiker gagged and spluttered, trying desperately to breathe but inhaling only his own blood. Oh God. A sickening feeling of dread began to churn in his stomach. The hiker reached one gloved hand out as if still expecting help. His eyes bulged, pleading, terrified. Jesus. Persistent, I'll give you that. He always tried to make the end quick, but it missed his mark this time. Death was bad enough when the executioner was a professional. He stepped forward and pressed his claws against the hiker's throat. I'm sorry. Then plunged his claws through the hiker's neck, ending his life with a hollow gurgle. The forest went silent. Jonas was alone once again. Pulling the claws out, Jonas collapsed back into the snow, panting and watching the steam rise up the hiker's mangled corpse. Dizziness and nausea swept over him. Botched kills were never easy to look at. That's why there are signs, moron! Don't stay in the park after dark! The sound of his voice echoed back to him. Shouting the rules into the ether made him feel almost justified. After a few minutes, he managed to stand. The storm had briefly abated, allowing pale moonlight to illuminate the scene. It was grisly, but looked genuine. Despite the ugly nature of it, Jonas had done his job and done it well. He took off one of his gloves and pulled out a small cell phone. With frozen fingers, he typed. 
Bigfoot kills again. Third hiker found on the north side of the mountain this year. He looked it over, added his GPS location, and pressed send. A Man of the Mountain, written by Ashton McCauley, narrated by Lee James, and featuring performances by Lee James and Sarah Ruth Thomas, published by Aberrant Literature. Music and sound effects licensed under Creative Commons. Awkward Meeting, Supernatural Haunting, Darkness is Calling, Chase Pulse, Apotheosis Ghost Apocalypse. Kevin MacLeod, Incompitech.com. For a detailed listing of the music and sound effects used and their associated links, refer to the episode's description. From the incomparable mind of Ashton McCauley comes a novel people are hailing as an instant classic. White Out, a Nick Ventner adventure. Nick Ventner has two defining characteristics. He is both a profound drunk and a damn good monster hunter. In White Out, Nick's skills are put to the test as he is tasked with searching the mountains of the Himalayas for the lost gates of Shangri-La. Unfortunately for Nick, his arch-nemesis Manchester also has his sights set on the gates and the hefty reward that goes with it. The two are pitted in a race to the top of the mountains, a race made all the more troublesome by a yeti that has been terrorizing the lands. Featuring death-defying action and a hilarious wit, Whiteout by Ashton McCauley is the next great adventure in American fiction. Find Whiteout today in ebook, hardcover, and paperback versions. Online and everywhere books are sold. Published by Aberrant Literature.